We live stream these masses and homilies, so I have to be really careful what I say because my family watches them sometimes. But I'm going to tell a story. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> so my sister is now married to Alex, um, who a number of years ago, before they were married and were kind of getting to know Alex really well, um, my sister had a very, very minor, very minor car accident. Um, just her car was clipped and... Um, they, they had to tow the car and they cordoned off the road. Now, Alex was living in a, a suburb over from our suburb. It's about a five-minute drive. But because they stopped the road, when my sister called him, he couldn't drive in. He had to park around the corner. And my mum and my sister were both there. And as, as they looked up, they saw Alex, who's a big man like me, not as big as me, <laughs> running around the corner, <laughs> running. And they did he just run all the way from the suburb, like, from Queenbian? It looked like he ran all the way, you know, like this five-minute drive. And I think, wow, he must really love Natasha. <laughs> it was this, um, this funny story that kind of won over my parents. Um, Alex is a good man. He really, like, cares for Natasha. See, love um, does these things where it, it makes us do things that can seem crazy, but it's not crazy uh, in the context of a loving relationship. See, some of the most dedicated and the most uh, sacrificial things we can do in our lives, that you'll do in your life, I'm sure, will be because of, will be because of love, because of the relationships you have. In, in the gospel today, in this, this, what we just read, we hear this profound response of love to God. A very, very serious calling, an unbelievable calling, upon Mary, and an unbelievable response of love. So I've got a few slides. Now, Mary, traditionally, has been cast as the first disciple, the, the great example of what it means to love God and to respond to his call. Now, Mary had these three um, virtues just to the extreme, and, and in this Bible verse, it gives us a roadmap as to how we're to respond to God, how we're to love God and respond to his will. And there are three words that I hope we can all remember from today. These words are faith, hope, and love. This is a key to understanding how we're to be like Mary and respond to God's word. Because Mary treasured the will of God in her heart. She made it home in her heart. This is, and this was only possible through her loving relationship. See, the will of God is everything. Once you know the will of God, it becomes the biggest resource you can have in your life. It becomes a guiding light for your whole existence on earth, for, for making all the major decisions and for blessing you abundantly. If you know the will of God, you'll be blessed in abundance. And so, the first of these virtues is faith. Faith comes from an encounter with God. There's this famous quote that priests, they always seem to use. We love this, we love this quote. I don't know. Let's, let's, I'll read it to you, and you'll love it too, I'm sure. Um, from, from Pope Benedict. Being a Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. Faith when we hear about it and we speak about it in the world today, often we think about some sort of cognitive decision that, yes, I've decided that this is true and that I can prove it, and that's, that's faith. Or it might also be 
Christians, they're good. They have a good moral code. You know, Christians, they have a good social justice system and a, and a theological position on how we're supposed to treat each other. Love one another as I love you. That's great. That's true. We do. Beyond that, and probably more important to faith, is the faith comes from an encounter, not just a cognitive decision, an encounter with Christ. Faith comes from meeting the person of Jesus. And from there, you get a new horizon for your life. From that encounter is birthed the will, you understand the will of God and is birthed your new direction for your life. Mary had a profound encounter with God through his angel, Gabriel. And so this beautiful um, altarpiece painted by Fra Angelico in the the 15th century, um, this speaks so beautifully of, depicts so beautifully this Annunciation. And it has so much meaning about how we're to respond to the will of God. I'm not an art historian, but I'm going to give a few points that really spoke to me um, because there's so much to say about this. This is Mary's encounter with the angel. Mary is depicted beautifully, shining like the angel. Her humble, prayerful posture is just like the angels. You can see that they form this kind of circular motion, circular shape, posture. And when we see like traditional icons, a circle means relationship. A circle means communion. And so Mary's in this, this relationship with heaven. She's been graced by spiritual things. And therefore, she's just as radiant, just as shining like the angel. That's what happens when we encounter God. We get in relationship with heaven. Our life is, is out of the darkness. We're in the light. We become radiant. It's a profound encounter. And the angel said to Mary, Rejoice so highly favoured, the Lord is with you. See, this isn't just a formal greeting. <laughs> it's, it's an encounter that gives Mary her identity. So highly favoured, full of grace. That's who you are. And I'm about to tell you what you're going to do. See, God, when we encounter God, he tells us who we are. And then out of that comes our, our mission, our work for him. Are you willing to encounter the Lord in a new way this Christmas? Are you willing to open up your house, like this beautiful painting, this house of Mary, this porch where she's there? Are you willing to open up to God, the light of God coming to you in a new way? Because when he does, he shows you who you are and he shows you what you're to do. So the next word is hope. See, Mary was given a task and it wasn't an easy task. You know, Mary was a, a young woman, a virgin, not married, and in her time, that wasn't maybe a position of political or economic power. She, it was hard for her to respond to being the mother of the, um, the saviour of the world, <laughs> the Messiah. And then we know that in her own journey, it wasn't easy. There were many ups, of course, being mother of Jesus, of course, but... Um, the prophecy, you know, early in, in Luke's gospel says, a sword will pierce your heart. And then we see Mary just in this unbelievable, you know, kind of mission given to her. And she says, how is that possible? How is that even possible? 
Sorry, next slide. Oops, spoiled it. <laughs> how is that possible? Um, how is it possible it's not on the slide? No, it's okay. Um, because how, you know, I'm just a virgin, she says to the angel. And what did the virgin say? How did Mary get filled with hope that her mission is actually achievable? Well, you saw already. <laughs> the angel said, um, whoops. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. See, this is true of all of us. We encounter God, we find out who we are, we get a mission, and the only way we're to move forward with God is through the Holy Spirit pouring upon us. The Holy Spirit gives us hope that even the impossible is possible with God, through God, through his power. See, these words are very symbolic. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Jesus said the same thing to his disciples before he went off. You notice that in Luke's gospel? As he, was, um, he, wrote, he died, rose again, then he told his disciples to wait in the upper room for power. And he said to them, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We need the power of God in our lives to fulfill his will. Mary was a good example of that. The Holy Spirit came upon her, this beam of, beam of light. You see the dove shooting forward. And of course, she's becoming pregnant, but the, the, the Holy Spirit, it's, it's pointed towards her heart. And the door to her heart was obedience. The Holy Spirit came into, um, poured into her heart, power upon her to fulfill the hardest of tasks. And then the last of these virtues is love. Now, love is the hardest one. <laughs> and only through love could Mary make such an unbelievable response to God. I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to your will, or whatever translation we have. That is the, the most profound act of love that we're all called to respond to. We're all called to make that same declaration, whatever you want, whatever your will is, be it done unto me according to your will. These words are also very symbolic. Do you recognize them in another part of the gospel? Jesus, um, before he was to die, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he asked, if he was praying to the Father, uh, if it's possible that this cup pass from me, yet not my will but your will be done. It's an extreme act of surrender. Not my will but yours be done. And that's love. That's the heart of love. Complete sacrifice to the other's will, to God's will. Now, we see in the painting, on the left we have Adam and Eve, actually, um, leaving the Garden of Eden, that they were disobedient to, disobedient to God. And on the right we see the opposite. We see Mary in a full obedience, fully surrendered to God's will in love of him. The other thing to note is that she wasn't alone. Yes, this was an amazing act. Yes, what she did was outstanding, but the Father's always there. That's a reminder that we all need, that when our, our task becomes too hard, the Father's looking down on us, solely staring at them, pondering, you know, there. We, we have to realize that we're always in the Father's house. So at Christmas, faith, hope, and love are some virtues we should pray for. Are we willing to encounter in the, in God in a profound way that we can respond to his will and ask the Holy Spirit to give us the power to make the yes Yes, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. 
So I encourage you just to spend some moment in Christmas just to ask the Lord what is it that he's on his heart for next year and for power to do it. Amen. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.